I'm Chloe. And I'm Heather. Together, we're your hosts of the Wands and Water podcast. Each week, we'll be having candid conversations about things we found essential to healing while creating abundant lifestyles for ourselves, our clients, and our collective communities. We believe that the universe provides us everything we need to take control of our successes and especially of our failures. We'll be operating in realms outside of the mainstream, getting a little spiritual, a little witchy, and a lot open about the things that can often be too hard for most to talk about. We'll be walking our shadow selves into the light one step at a time together. Combined, the two of us have over 10 years of social media management, teaching, educating, and coaching experience. We'll share some of the awkward, uncomfortable, yet enlightening growing pains that come with practicing, living, manifesting, and honoring the most abundant lives we can. Each month holds a different theme of healing as we move through the year. And each week we release a new episode discussing book quotes and passages, sharing practical magic spells and insights, shadow work, hearing expert interviews, and of course, plenty of reflection. This podcast is a production that is one facet of the collective healing community we've established called the Shadow Collective. You're welcome here. You are safe here. You are loved here. Subscribe to the Wands and Water podcast wherever you like to listen. And if you love our podcast, consider joining our community on Patreon to get access to loads of exclusive Shadow Collective content. In healing, abundance, and light, Ashe. Welcome to another week of Practical Magic on the Wands and Water podcast for our 10th episode. We are dishing everything you need to know about moon cycles, recognized pagan holidays, and what type of inner work is best reflecting what energies are present at what time. The universe gives us all the tools and resources we need to make the best decisions for us and our soul every day. Being mindful of the energies at play in our solar system gives us more connectedness to it bringing us closer to our natural alignment. And just it's just another opportunity for us to not leave power on the table, right? Like a lot of the rituals and things and the work that we talk about can be done anytime and it'll still be beneficial, but playing on these energies that are at play cosmically in the world around us is gonna elevate that work. Absolutely. And we do have to remember that we do as, you know, human beings, we have a very small amount of space that we take up in this universe. And we would be naive to not acknowledge all of the forces that are, are, you know, as we talk about a luxury for us to have at play for us to use to help us get grounded. So our connection to the moon is really one of the most important connections that we can have in this universe if we are going to have a connection to anything. We see the moon playing huge parts in the world as we know it. It controls oceans, the tides, you know, the weather. It controls what crops we might have, Um, not to mention our bodies since we're composed of more than 60% of it. So the moon definitely has its hands in a lot of aspects in our lives. We see, you know, the calm and the chaos in both, you know, the oceans and the tides. We've seen, you know, haven and we've seen destruction and we see it with emotions as well. And water being with oceans and moon, you know, we see all of those emotions as well. In the tarot, the moon card is all about reflection, looking at both those light and that dark sides of the 
moon. So there is a crazy amount of symbolism. I, I mean, we could probably go all day about the symbolism itself, but we're going to keep it a little bit bare bones here. And the longer you guys stay with us on this podcast, the more information you guys will get. Um, but how to know how you can navigate through these moon cycles as we move through our calendar year and recognizing some of the symbolisms in these holidays and in the seasons that we are just naturally going through. These are some of the things that can bring us closer to alignment. So in this episode, we're going to be giving you guys a brief history. We're going to be sharing the eight moon cycles that we have the luxury of experiencing here on Earth, what those symbolisms are. And then we're also going to be talking about the seasons and some of the recognized pagan holidays. Again, all religions have um, they have holidays in their own that, you know, are symbolic of the same. I personally, I'm eclectic and having these pagan holidays are they're just more well known. Um, but it does not mean that they are the only ones and they are the only ones that matter. Um, so please don't take it that way. Again, it's just uh, using the symbolism that you guys can take with you throughout the course of every month of the year um, that can bring a little symbolism into your life. Yes. So starting off, historically, the moon represents powerful feminine energy. And uh, uh, yeah, sorry, powerful feminine energy. I'm just going to say that again, because powerful feminine energy. energy. (laughs) I was like, how else do I bring this home? It's like, just it just is. Okay. (laughs) For the last 30,000 years, the moon has signified wisdom, intuition, birth, death, reincarnation, and spiritual connection. Moon cycles are similar to the cycle of a seed, right? The seed grows into a little flower, then blooms, and then dies. And the moon cycles um, kind of represent that. And there is gardening you can do along with the moon cycles as well. You can use it as a guide for gardening, but it's just a nice little other representation of how the moon goes through its cycle. The moon has a light and a dark side. And so the moon represents a lot of dualities, right? The yin and yang, um, naivety and wisdom, consciousness and unconsciousness, the persona, the psyche and the shadow self, as well as the self-exploration and spiritual enlightenment, right? So it's like these two seemingly contradicting things at play that live in harmony with each other. Um, the, cyclical, the cyclical movement of the moon corresponds with the stages of birth, life, death and rebirth right so just like plants (laughs) we're basically plants um the moon corresponds with our life stages as well and in the stages of a person's development the full moon symbolizes adulthood and the new moon usually symbolizes um, fresh beginnings a strong link between women and the moon is really present um moon goddess you've probably heard right uh we we often think about the moon as a female energy as a female um deity as a female presence the word mens and menstruation have roots in greek and latin terms um men meaning move and moon and mensis meaning month so you could see how those two things are related and that's where our you know our weekly blood our our weekly blood (laughs) our monthly blood gets its name from that was it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, it did sound like you were gonna keep going, but I know. Sorry. No, yeah. I mean, we and we see other like the moon has so many symbolisms in our life, like Luna, right? We talked about on our last episode where we talked about some of the different names. You know, Luna in French, Lundi is named after the moon. Moon also symbolizes Monday. 
Um, and you are absolutely right. And I just want to dip in really quick before we dip into these um, dip really quick before we dip into the moon cycles <laughs> is that actually the point that you brought up about harvesting and planting different types of plants and different types of healing herbs um, during different types of moon cycles is actually the beauty of where this real spiritual alchemy comes from, right? When we're looking at, at breaking things down at a molecular level where all things are broken down into the four elements that we have, fire, water, air and earth and then we also have you know mercury sulfur and i am blanking on the last one um but those are our, our very basic you know elements that we have and when you break everything down so when you do when you when you're Nitrogen. yes so when you're when you're on this process of you know uh, spiritual alchemy and actual physical alchemy and taking the natural oils from these herbs that we would use in healing, there is actually a super big emphasis on harvesting certain energy, uh, harvesting certain herbs at certain times or else the meaning, the intent is not the same. So when you do get to these and, you know, some of these oils, you'll see, you know, like rosemary oil or, you know, any different herbs where you get, you'll look at these at, at stores and some of them are very expensive because the process takes a really long time. It's a very personal experience to, to take the life force out of the plant, which is essentially what it is, you know, as alchemists and what they do. So the moon being a part of that whole process and being a part of us, it really just kind of like amplifies how important the moon actually is for all of us little people here on earth. So the moon goes through eight different cycles that we see throughout each and every month. There are going to be some times where you might see two, two new moons in a, in a, in a month period, or you might see two black, um, that black moon is actually what it's called, <laughs> two full moons um, mm -hmm. in a period is called a black moon. And again, it just amplifies the energy of the moon that, you know, would multiply. It just amplifies it even more. So we know that the cycle starts at the new moon. So if you guys have been following us for a little while, or you've been hearing some of our Thursday truths, where we've done a couple episodes on new moons, we know all of this is about beginnings and setting new intentions, new habits projects and hobbies and i just want to say full moon usually gets a lot of hype people who aren't super in tune will at least know that the full moon has some powerful energy but i love new moon i think it is such a beautiful energy and it should not be overlooked i absolutely agree especially me scorpio we're all about transformations i it's like i'm waiting for the new moon right like i'm waiting for the yeah. reset i'm waiting for the energies to be all on my the side best part of the month <laughs> it really is and you know i think for in, in this time of healing it is important for us to emphasize that because these new moons are cycles, they're cyclical, we are constantly, again, being given these opportunities to set new intentions for ourselves, to continually grow. This is a time to renew. It's a time to to really pull in, to regenerate ourselves and our personal energy in the space around us. It's a time to really just take a moment to breathe, to step back, mm -hmm. to restart fresh. It's a time to start new projects and, and maybe embark on new phases in your life, maybe to take a little risk and embark on something new. And it's also a time to gather our thoughts and plan ahead. Yeah. And that brings us into the waxing crescent and waxing meaning getting bigger. 
Um, so when that sliver starts to show up in the sky, that's the waxing crescent after the black moon or the new moon. It supports growth and expansion, right? It's just visually like it's getting bigger. We're seeing more of the moon being illuminated. So so are we supposed to be supporting our own growth and expansion. So performing spell work around growing your income, relationships, moving up in your job are all good to do during the waxing crescent. Any kind of abundance that you're willing, that you're trying to like bring into yourself, waxing crescent is a great time to do that. The waxing moon represents intention, hopes and wishes. So right, new moon gives us that clean slate to move us forward into stepping into something new. And then waxing crescent kind of builds our faith in it and helps us get in touch with our intention as far as like how to move forward and things like that. After recharging under the new moon, your intentions and desires are already ready to be planted. And this is the time to plant them, right? So focus on the why. Think of it like planting seeds. Why are you doing what you're doing? What intentions are going to get you there? What is your intention in doing it? Write a list of your intentions and keep them in mind. What do you, what things do you want to accomplish or get done, right? It's important to act, but it's also important to think about why we're acting. Yeah. The, and this, you know, the new moon gives us, the new moon gives us an, an, ex, an expansion or not an expansion. The new moon gives us an opportunity to create. And then the waxing crescent moon gives us an idea to actually dig a little bit deeper and expand on these thoughts, right? Like, like you just said. And then in the next phase, we have those first chances of a little bit of, um, a little bit of what am I trying to say here? It's where it's like, Forward it's like movement. first signs of where we're being tested. Right. So like we're, we're, mm -hmm. we've got our, we've got our intentions. We've already started to expand and now we're starting to take daily action towards these things. So during a first quarter moon where it's half, there is a really strong belief in your faith and your abilities. And it's really necessary when these obstacles arise. So it's almost kind of like, when you go, when the honeymoon phase ends of all of these great ideas and these fresh takes that we want to, right? It's always when life happens, we're put in this position. Do we remember it or do we let our instinct, you know, our, our, our lizard brain take over and continue these cyclical things? Um, so we have to remember our strong belief in our faith and ourselves and the faith that we have in ourselves to be able to do that. Um, and this is when we would start to feel some resistance. So we would start to have some form of obstacles in our life. So there's going to be a point of, you know, when you're sitting in when this, with this moon, excuse me, it, this might be the time to spend some extra time thinking about these decisions that you're going to make because you're starting to see a little bit of struggle here. It might be time to sit back and reflect on any decisions that you've made so far. Um, might be time to reassess what they actually mean to you. And if you really did learn from them, maybe, you know, use that imagination and that expansion from the last moon and, 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 and expand on these ideas a little bit more. So use your previous decision makings to help you use these lessons that you you've learned to help you in future decision making. Yeah, absolutely. And just for visually, right. If you're not sure what a first quarter moon looks like, half of the moon is illuminated. So then we move into waxing gibbous, which is where only a little sliver is dark now, right? It's kind of the opposite of the waxing crescent where just most of the moon is still black and we have a little sliver that's illuminated. The waxing gibbous, most of the moon is lit up now and the little sliver is um, still darkness, right? So there's still a little time to make some changes and some transitions before full moon, but it's really an opportunity 
to be positive with yourself, provide some affirmations about this progress moving through and push through the things that will get us closer to where we want to be because things don't always work out the way we planned them to. (laughs) And this phase of the moon is an opportunity to help you realize what needs to be reevaluated, give up or change direction, right? And we can use that symbolism of that little sliver being darkness too, because there's some, there's always going to be some things that need to be reworked. There's always going to be some things that need to be let go of or reevaluated. And this is an opportunity to do that. So taking some care in the details, being mindful of what we're doing and paying a little extra attention on everything that we do, assessing our goals and figuring out what's working and what isn't, that's what this waxing gibbous is going to be great for. Yes. So as we then, as we then shine the full light, right? Like on the moon, I, I, you know, I love that you talked about that, how the light continues to show, you know, it's also, it's almost symbolic of, you know, the moon shining lights on the things that we need to fix. Right. And if you're attentive to it, it's just shining more light. And then here we are moving into this full moon. It's just shining the light and you're able to see maybe the results of the new intentions that you've set up, or maybe, you know, the repercussions of maybe if you have not, or if just, you know, things got a little out of control. So it represents the culmination of the effort. So the full moon is a really great opportunity for you to see where you're at and where the last 15 day or the last month has really left you, right? Like what you've been able to accomplish. Um, And it's really great for illuminating, like I said, a lot of the things that might need change in our life to show clarity and maybe in other situations. You know, we really love the idea of releasing old habits in the full moon. It's kind of like relinquishing that idea that we've pushed through this work. We gave ourselves these affirmations the last couple of weeks and we're reaping the rewards of that. Right. We're feeling like we're really coming through with transformations um, and we're feeling a little fulfilled in that change. The full moon also represents emotions and high emotions. Like you said earlier, people tend to say that the full moon people get a little crazy, right? I know I've been, I've spent the last, you know, decade in and out of hospitals. And one thing the nurses say is that, you know, the ERs are always packed during a full moon. They don't know what happens, but it just always ends up happening that way. It's because there's just a lot of energy, period. And what you do with it is up to you. So emotions can definitely run super high during this period. And it's really important for us to acknowledge that so that when we're put up against the wall in these situations that give us a lot of emotion where we're either able to respond or react, we're able to actually look at the situation farther back from more of like a TV view rather than being feeling like we're being personally attacked in that moment. Um, which, which removes us from, you know, that makes us more present and more in the mm-hmm. moment. Um, so it's a great time to set any goals. If you have, if you've taken time during the full moon to reassess where you're at, it's a really great time to maybe set some new goals, make some new promises for yourself for the last half, um, on your soul level, make a commitment. If there's any areas of spiritual growth that you wish to develop during this time, set these intentions here, use this amplified energy to, to solidify these and to really remove any of the negative, any blame or guilt that you maybe have placed for yourself. Maybe if you're looking at the full moon and you're not where you want it to be, don't start blaming yourself. Don't start doing any of that. Just accept compassion with yourself forgive and give yourself the opportunity to look towards the next day with a new, a fresh new slate. Yeah. And then as we move into the waning, give us right. Waning, getting smaller, right. So the light's getting smaller on the moon. The darkness is starting to come back. We're still coming off of this full moon energy. And like 
Chloe said, that's a culmination of our efforts in some ways, whether that ended up being positive for us or negative, right? Maybe we made some mistakes. And so we need to be grateful for those lessons. Maybe, you know, things worked out really well. We showed up, you know, in our, and as our best self every, every, every opportunity. And so we get to celebrate and be grateful for the things that we've achieved. Either way, the waning give us is a time for gratitude and thanks, whether we're thanking, we're being thankful for the opportunities to learn from our actions, from situations, or whether we're being grateful for the miracles that have worked for us. Um, it's a time to be humble, a time to be grateful, and it's a time to be open to new knowledge. So maybe taking some time to reflect on what's been happening and focus on that gratitude, making a list of the things that we're grateful for is a great activity during the waning gibbous. Yes. And the third quarter moon where it's going to be the exact opposite of the first quarter moon. So the other half is going to have the light now. This is a great moon to the, for the idea of letting things go releasing things and banishing them away from you. So this is the moon for letting things go and fully releasing any of these bad habits. Throughout the month, we're looking at where we're at. We've been hurt. We've been broken. We've been angered in so many ways. Life has come up unexpectedly as it always does. And under this new moon, uh, under this third quarter moon, excuse me, we're really able to let go of all of these grudges. There's an amplified energy to release all of the anger. And when we say the universe is working for you, this is just one of the ways to do that. The universe is actually giving you a whole bundle of energy to release any baggage you might have. How cool is that, right? Like you might not feel like you get it from someone, but you're getting it from the big rock in the sky. So take this advantage to forgive yourself for everything. Forgive your mistakes, your bad habits, any unfortunate mishaps, maybe anything you missed that you didn't get to say. Just take this time to forgive, right? You should always be finding a time to do it, but taking advantage of this energy really can give you the approach of love in every situation and using this time to forgive others and yourself and find compassion can really set you up for how you're going to approach new situations. Right. Which brings us into the last of the eight phases, um, which will lead into new moon again, um, the waning crescent. So at this point, most of the sky, most of the, sorry, the moon is black again, and there's just a little, little sliver of light, right. As we're moving towards new moon, but it's the opposite part of the moon that is illuminated than it is um, with the waxing crescent. So this is a time to focus on reflection, um, to be restful, right? We've gone through this whole process. It's exhausting to forgive yourself. That's what our focus was in the third quarter, right? And so at this point, we're just just do less <laughs> just focus on giving yourself an opportunity to reflect to rest to sit in that space this is a time to turn inward and give your mind and your body a full time to process everything that's come through in this cycle and to slow down shadow work and meditation are really really important during this time you've started to open the door with that forgiveness with all of the reflection before this and the past uh, phases and now this is the time to get deeper into that shadow work get deeper into that meditation surrender to to what's coming up rest recuperate you might feel empty during this time you've gone through an entire moon cycle and things have come and gone willingly or unwillingly as they do right things have gone your way and things have not gone your way and so now you need to sit with everything 
you're getting ready to prepare for a new cycle and there's nothing wrong with resetting intentions. However, this is not the time to do it. The new moon is the time to reset intentions, right? This is the time to rest and recuperate before going into a new battle. I guess that was, that's kind of a violent metaphor, <laughs> but like before going into a new cycle and to a new, into a new journey with yourself. So right now in the waning crescent, you just need to relax and surrender to the universe. Some things will always be out of our control. Fate must take its course. And this is a time to make peace with that. Yes. So I love how when you look at all of it together, the eight, you know, the eight moon phases together, again, we're seeing this like really coming around kind of like using the same emotional spectrum of the experience in the idea of what's symbolically portrayed here in the moon. And what's beautiful in that is that, again, it's just another, you know, like I said it before, just another gift that we're given, quite frankly, from the universe that we can use that these, you know, these symbolisms and these things have been in place again for over 30,000 years. That's a really long time. So if long. You, you can kind of bank on, you know, the forces that are around us working for us. And another one of those things, you guys, is the seasons. You know, I think we take the seasons for granted. If you're not a farmer, if you're not someone who depends on, um, you know, the seasons and, and, everything around you to provide really basic necessities. It might be something that's overlooked, but there are a lot of symbolisms in the seasons of the year that we can use to incorporate in our processes of healing as well. You know, we have the farmer's almanac that's been around since the 1700s. I actually have the copy for this year, 2021. Um, but, you know, they knew about the seasons and how we can use, you know, these different symbolisms of different herbs and, and you know, diff the different days and what they mean to cultivate, you know, again, at least a, a type of healing within the self and we're just seeing all of that here. So the wheel of the year recognizes these seasons of change that we see exist here today. The holidays or Sabbaths are usually representations of the start of the season and the midway points that are between them. They split evenly throughout the year and each season has an association that we can relate back to ourselves and of processing our healing. So the same way that we can look at the moon cycle, the tarot decks, you know, the seasons is the same exact way. Pagans, like the holidays that we're going to be recognizing in this episode, hold religious roots in Celtic and Germanic pagans. Wiccans, which is another uh, religion that I recognize, observe these days as Sabbaths. And although the word Sabbath holds root in Judaism, as we know in Hebrew, in reference to the Wiccan religion, it, or, it originates from the word Sabbath, which means just a meeting or gathering to practice rituals and rites, which is, as we know, in Wiccan practice, that's all we do is, is, we, is we create habits and rituals in our daily lives that continue to elevate our vibrations. And in West African religion and traditions, there are holidays that are recognized for this as well. Same goes in Asia, literally across the globe throughout the decades and the thousands of years, you can find symbolisms for this and that as well. Um, across all of, the, all of these reasons, you'll find spiritual practice and you'll find heavy symbolisms of these things associated with their deities, you know, their gods, you know, what have you. Yeah, so the first one we're going to talk about is winter. And if you are in um, America, that's currently right now in the Northern Hemisphere on our side. <laughs> anyway, right, winter. Um, it's a time for reflection, right? You're not going to look out your window and see a bunch of greenery. Things are hibernating and looking inward. They're reserving as much energy as they can, just trying to withstand the elements. And so this is a time to turn inward 
to stop expelling your energy outward and just turn it inward and use this natural time during these cold winter months to ponder, to take a look at the past, to learn from it and contemplate the future. Which seeds do we want to plant in the coming spring, right? Take stock of what was and what is so that you can think about what you want to be. And then we move into spring, right? We've taken this time in winter to really think about what we want to be. We're, 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 we're releasing things about ourselves that we don't want to. And as the, stu- the sun is starting to come out, we're seeing glimpses of hope, right? That's all we're waiting for in winter is the sunshine and the heat so that we can be outside and feel the abundance. But in springtime, we have all the symbolism of new beginnings and growth and fertility. And this is the time where we can set these new and, and new goals in motion and we can really start to act on these intentions and these ideas that we want to set for ourselves in our life so we're coming out of this cold winter having gone reflected and looking inward and spring really just it really calls to us back into the warmer days to really just continue to act with that fire and we all know about the symbolism of fire so i won't even get into that Then we move into summer, right, which provides the most heat, the most direct interaction from the sun. And it provides us with the longest days of the year, which gives us more hours to accomplish tasks as well as relax, right? So we should have things should be full and fully in bloom. Uh, The seeds that we've carefully selected and planted should be producing and fruitful now. They should be showing uh, that their growth has been substantial and it's time to think about what you would like to have come to completion or fruition in your life and to free yourself of those things that won't bring forth the richest harvest right so this is a time to actively engage in that production and then we move into autumn right so autumn allows us to reap all of the benefits of all of the good work that we did so summer it's always kind of like when the leaves start to fall you know it's we're, we're, we're settling in, we're getting comfortable, we're reaping, right? So it's the time where we're actually able to see the visual fruits of our labor. We're seeing the hard work that we've, you know, presented in ourselves, you know, moving into the autumn months of September, October, November, you know, the feelings around that time of year can either go both either way. You can either feel like you've accomplished a lot this year, or you can feel like you haven't accomplished anything that year. I think collectively, I think we were all in that place last year, especially going into 2021 this year, you know, we're sitting back and reflecting on where we were all at. The beauty of it is, is that the next season will come winter. And that is where that reflection and all of that good stuff took place as to what we really wanted to do this year. And as of right now, we're, we're getting ready to allow spring to reap, to do it. (laughs) Yeah. So now we're going to move on to the holidays. Um, February 1st starts in bulk. And this is the time in between winter and spring, right? Because Winter starts earlier than February. Sometimes some of the coldest days can be in February, but also it gives us some of these like uncharacteristically warm days, right? So it's not quite the deep of winter, but it's also not quite spring. So it's dealing with the sacral chakra, right? New beginnings and the generation of new and fresh ideas. You've been contemplating now it's time to do that contemplation in a way where it's you're regenerating yourself and you're coming up with new things and new ideas that you want to bring forth absolutely and then we're moving into on march 20th we have ostara which is our holiday of 
starting new projects. It's associated with the solar plexus chakra. So when we're talking about starting new projects with a lot of energy, we're talking about like that good old soul energy, like our super like innards. (laughs) Um, So we're talking about an 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 elevation of vibration there. Um, It's also the turning of the spring equinox. So the spring equinox is a holiday for renewal and abundance. For Wiccans, this is when the goddess represents her maiden aspect and when the god has become a young man. So it's a great time for planting seeds and celebrating the fertile spring that you know, as a human race, we've been blessed with. Yeah. So now you've planted your seeds. You've, you've started to take that, you've started to move forward, right? You've, you've put that in the ground and then we move May 1st into Beltane, which is associated with our heart chakra. And it is the time for that action to be taken and move into the action, right? It's a time of growth. It's a time of creation. The young woman, the young man, they are moving forward. They're doing the damn thing. Yes. And actually Beltane is a huge for, for a lot of, you know, it's probably one of the more uh, forward holidays because it really is like a love celebration. Traditionally, you know, you see festivals. I don't know if you've seen it, but the pole that's, you know, in and you have all your ribbons with your colors and everybody's dancing and they're having great vibes and they're creating love. You know, that's what that symbolizes in, especially with the heart chakra. So we're really moving with all of this love, all of this abundance, all of this action that we're taking. And in Beltane, we're really just celebrating all of this just energy to creating what we want to create. And then on June 20th, we move into Litha. So Litha is harnessing power. It's about working on the throat chakra. It's also significant of the summer solstice. So we're at the height now. We're talking about lots of attraction and bringing things in and harnessing our personal power. And then when we're able to put that under the universe, the throat chakra that we're working on, we're finding really great ways for us to channel that energy. Yes. So... Sorry, I got distracted. Okay. <laughs> then we're moving into Lunasa, also known as Lamas, um, which is celebration time. Third eye chakra, we've got the vision. So this festival is actually named after the Celtic god of light and is the first celebration of autumn and the harvest. Um, August is a time where you get to start reaping the benefits of everything that you've sown. And this celebration honors that, but it also... And engaging with that vision, right? You had the vision and now it's culminating. Yes. And then we move into Maven. Maven happens around September 2nd and it's about letting go, right? We're, we're starting to see, right? We celebrated in August with, you know, everything that we've been able to provide with everything that has been provided for us. And now we're taking the times while the leaves are getting ready to change, we're taking the time to really see what we don't want to take with us at the end of the year. So we're really honing in on our crown chakra here. We're really honing in on on um, giving thanks and really just being grateful and really just recognizing being bringing our acceptance to the forefront, what we want to take with us and what we want to leave behind. And it's also significant of the autumn equinox. Then we move into an August, uh, August, October 31st, Shamane, which is um, my favorite. A super hot. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> people get hype about this one. Um, this is when the veil 
thins. It's at its thinnest at this time, the veil meaning the, the division between our worlds. And so this is a perfect time to get in touch with that spiritual connection. The soul star chakra is a time to honor those who have come before us um, for all that's been gifted to us during the year to ask for guidance, to set intentions as the turning of the wheel begins again. Right. So it's like, acknowledging this culmination of all of this work and saying talk it's a time to talk to our ancestors it's a time to invite our guides in to support us it's a time to give thanks it's a time to be humble to bow to them to respect you know what what they've gone through in order to give you the chance to have the life you're having and to try to make that connection stronger yes that is my favorite time of year for all of the reasons that you mentioned and more. But also too, I mean, when you think about it in the veil thinning, it might be confusing for some people. What we mean by that is that, you know, we're coming from the perspective of different realms, right? Time is not a finite construct in my mind. It's all around us happening all at the same time in multiple different, in mm -hmm. multiple different dimensions. So what we're talking about when we're saying the veil is thinning is that the veil in our realm and our physical realm that we see and know to be quote unquote real, you know, that veil, so to speak, is thinning. And when we say spirits, you know, everybody knows of the paranormal. Everybody knows, you know, I've heard stories of the whispers in the woods and the hands <laughs> coming out of the staircases. You know, we've all heard that. But to a very real degree, it's, it's lingering energy that is dying to be seen and it's dying to be heard. And our ancestors are with us always and forever. They never leave. Yes, there's a place far up there, but they coming back and forth. And when the veil is thin, it really allows us to have this opportunity to get this energy. Again, remember, it's this electrical current that runs through the realms and the earth that we have access to. So being able to use that energy during that time where the energy is so intense that's why i love it we we're all intense over here at scorpios we're just we're just overwhelming <laughs> intense people um but it also too transformation and we all know what that's about so after we have this you know big moment right we've we've had our spiritual connection refined and re-welded we go into the peace and celebration of yule which we know happens on december 24th um we're, you know, obviously we're thinking Christmas around this time, the Christian holiday, Catholic holiday, um, a lot of symbolisms and a lot of things from Christianity taken from, you know, pagan religions, you know, the Yule log, everybody knows of that. I, you know, that's something that, you know, we're taught, I was taught in Catholicism and Christianity, you know, but, you know, back in the day, but not accredited. Right, exactly. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> suspicious. Um, but, you know, back in other religions, you know, they weren't cutting down trees. They were just, you know, burning the pieces of wood that had already fallen to the ground. You know, we were seeing little pieces of this, but Yule is really, a, you know, a peaceful celebration. It's a time for us to remind us of the warmth in times where things might be cold, you know, emotionally, things just, you know, depending on where our situation's at, right? We talked about moving from autumn to winter. You're kind of seeing where you're at. And if you're not where you wanted to be, you need to remind yourself of your warmth, right? Your life-giving force of, of you fulfilling your life dreams, that the sun is going to come out in the spring and that, you know, you can continue to work every day. The trees are decorated with different foods that thrive in the colder months. So we also have dried fruits as well. Um, 
things that you could put on your tree that are, are fruits that we've talked about that you guys can put around your altars or on your homes or in your homes. Um, it represents the continual growth through the light and the dark. So when the winter is that symbolic idea of things dying and, you know, like the snow covering the grass and all of the leaves taking off, there's still that idea when there is dark, there is also light. So Yule is also a beautiful reminder of the balance that's necessary with emotions and with, you know, engaging in different situations. It's the marking of the winter solstice. And because we are doing all of this celebration of, of the things that are really deep rooted in us, Yule is a great time to do root chakra healing. And it's all through the month of January. So when we're talking about setting new intentions for ourselves coming through the new year, we're moving through the holidays where it's cold, you know, we're setting new intentions, really being grounded through this time is what's going to help propel you into making decisions through the rest of the year. And then using these symbolisms through holidays and seasons and all of the moon phases that we talk about, all of these things can be used for you in your path of healing. And they're free. <laughs> and they're free. We love free exactly. here at the Wands and Water podcast. We love it. Isn't it crazy how the most valuable gifts are free? And isn't it even more crazy how much we've been taught that that is like not true? That we have to it's pay so for crazy. every little thing? Wow. <laughs> Thank God wow. you guys are here. Thank God you are here. Right? <laughs> Just giving the free gift. The universe wants to support us and it doesn't take anything from us in order to do that. And so all we have to do is show up for it. And that's the beauty. That's the cost. And so thank you guys, honestly, so much for being here. We love you. We appreciate you. We're humbled by your presence. And we hope that you were able to find a little bit of light in this episode of the Wands and Water podcast, we've been your clo hosts, Chloe and Heather, and um, we hope you join us next week for episode 11, where we look into the shadow and mirror selves. I, we're both very excited for this episode, so um, we hope that you join us for that, and we will post, I know that this Practical Magic episode didn't have a specific spell associated, but we will be posting in Patreon a spell sheet for it. So if you wanted that, head on over to Patreon and you can grab that. Yes. And don't forget to show us a little love, you guys. If you've enjoyed hanging out with us and chatting and laughing with us, please comment, review, and slap on a quick five stars. And make sure you guys are subscribed to keep up, keep up with us every season. Sorry, I've been talking for a while, so my mouth is like not working. <laughs> Leave a comment or share, follow, or tag us on our Instagram at wands and water and keep listening for more about how you can be a part of or continue supporting the shadow collective. We want to thank all of our supporters who've cheered us on in building and creating for this amazing and insightful community. We love creating and sharing this space with you. If you'd like to continue to see and hear more from us, please support the Shadow Collective on Patreon, where we offer three affordable tiers of all exclusive TSC content, live streams, interviews, educational graphics, resources, and more. We also post daily on our Instagram at shadowcollective underscore official. Give our personal accounts a follow at at collectivelychloe underscore and at heatherholistically underscore to see what we're up to on a day-to-day -day basis. Last but not least, please feel free to check out our personal business pages. Heather's website is www.heatherholistically.com and my website is www.plantsbyclo.com. 
where you can check out our terror services, blogs, shops, and more. Check out our socials for updates as well. Until next time, in healing, abundance, and light. Ashe.